Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 133. Yes, we're 133 episodes through. And I got action packed episode planned for you. We got a lot of great interviews coming up. Some of the best stars of the sports world. A lot going on college football. Kicking off this week, week zero. Preseason NFL entering close. MLB playoff races on. Stay tuned for an action pack episode 133. Let's hop into it. Let's start out episode 133, how we always do with the headlines in the NFL. The Ravens' preseason streak is over, everybody. The year-long streak cut at 24 games is cut short. This streak has been going since about 2015, I think. So this is ridiculous right here. Washington Commanders, they said they were going to break it. Sam Cosme, offensive lineman for the Washington Commanders, said they would break it. And they did. Washington Commanders take down the Baltimore Ravens to end their preseason game streak at 24 games. And that's clutch for a guy if you're, say, a fifth-round pick, fourth-round pick, undrafted pick, looking for a roster spot, looking for a starting spot. That's what you want to see right there. Raven streak cut short at 24 games. Sam Darnold was named the backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers today. It was a battle between former number three overall picks, overall picks number three, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold to be the backup to the guy who's Mr. Irrelevant, just a year ago, Brock Purdy. A little bit strange how the NFL goes in those ways. You got two guys who were both top five picks not too long ago battling it out to be the backup to a guy who was picked last in the 2022 NFL draft. That's the way football goes, though. Pretty interesting. Corey Davis, former number five overall pick in the 2016 NFL draft, calling it quits at 28 years old. Didn't get a starting spot with the Jets. Looked like he was going to get cut. So he's done. Out of the NFL, 28 years old. Corey Davis, he will retire. Let's move to the MLB. We got a lot of great news going on there. The Yankees are on a nine-game losing streak right now, something they haven't done since about the 80s. And if they get a 10-game losing streak, well, that's something they haven't done since about 1903. It's pretty interesting right there out of the New York Yankees. Out of New York, New York Yankees struggling, and New York Mets don't even get me started on them. My favorite team, obviously, so a struggle for the New York Mets and New York Yankees right now. Moving on from the horrid New York baseball teams, let's move to the Chicago White Sox, who just fired their GM and their vice president of baseball operations. That's interesting right there. And then when they asked Eloy Jimenez in the post-game press conference, do you feel like there's a leadership in the soccer room? Do you feel like there's one leader? Do you think there's people in the soccer room who want to voice their concern for not enough leadership? He said, nah, not really. We don't really care. Eloy Menez goes one for four. He finds that to be a solid game by himself. It's not a solid game. Those guys who just got fired, they're the guys who believed in you, Eloy Menez, to sign you. And that's what the White Sox post-game crew's going off about. So, yeah, White Sox in a bunch of turmoil right now. Another guy in a bunch of turmoil right now, Wander Franco. If you want to look up specifics of it, go out and do that. I'm not going to bring it up, but Wander Franco probably will not play ever again in MLB game, and that's tough to see. You have such a great talent, but... Look it up if you want to see what the issue is. Raleigh Cooney Jr. to close out these headlines at 58 stolen bases right now, and we're only in August. The last person to get 60 stolen bases in MLB season was all the way back in 2019. So Raleigh Cooney Jr., 60 stolen, uh, 58 stolen bases, could get 60 at night. Breaks that record since 2019. Raleigh Cooney Jr. on an amazing pace for stolen bases, looking like the MVP, Raleigh Cooney Jr. Let's move to college football where we are starting off this season with week zero this weekend. We got a few great games this weekend. We got Navy versus Notre Dame up in Ireland. And we got USC versus San Jose State to start out the Caleb Williams back-to-back Heisman campaign. Potentially, stay tuned for that. 
Soccer news to end out these headlines. Jude Bellingham and Real Madrid got a good weather day in La Liga. Jude Bellingham really looking great for Real Madrid right now. And for Manchester United over in the Premier League, not looking so great. Barely got a win over Wolverhampton, the Wolves. And then you lose to Tottenham outside post-Harry Kane era. So Tottenham should be still one of the worst teams in the Premier League this season. But they get a good win right there against Manchester United. More concerned for Manchester United than uh, Tottenham, in my opinion. Tottenham succeeding. I don't see that. Manchester United falling off a little bit. That's something you can't see. I had high hopes for Manchester United this season. Hopefully those hopes can stay the same. Julian Alvarez gets Man City the win over Newcastle with a first half goal. Newcastle placed fourth in the Premier League last year. What a heroic feat that was. And Man City, number one. So Newcastle, they played pretty well. Really just one bad possession against Man City. And that was Julian Alvarez's goal. So that's about for the headlines this week. That's about for the headlines. Leave your thoughts and comments. So when I said in the intro that we were going to be having a lot of guests on this episode, I meant a lot. I'm talking about guys like Michael Phelps, John McEnroe, Lil Durk, Drew Brees, Michael Irvin, and many more. So stay tuned for these interviews coming up that I did at the 2023 Pump Brothers Dinner. I did the Pump Brothers Dinner last year. Go watch that episode if you want to figure out more about this amazing charity event. You could say it's like the Oscars for sports, the mass sports stars that are there. I was on the red carpet. What a great opportunity that was. So here are the interviews. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here at the Pump there, Lamar Odom. Lamar, thanks for doing the interview. No problem, bro. All right, first question I got for you. Do you watch any of the NBA anymore? Do you got care in the world for NBA still? Always, always. I I bleed purple and gold. I root for the Lakers as much as I root for the Clippers. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Squirrel Sports. Yeah. Squirrel Lane? Yeah, I'm Lane. Hello, Lane. Great to meet you. Thank you so much for doing the interview. You got it, Lane. How you doing? Good. So almost, I'm obviously a young sportscaster. When did you start broadcasting or just being a sportscaster, play-by-play? I started sportscasting, believe it or not, in 1977. So uh, I was 17 years old. How old were you? I'm 15 right now, but I started when I was 12. You got to jump on me, so good for you. There you yeah. go. And then one last question I got for you. What's the favorite either fight or match or game, anything you've ever broadcasted? It's kind of hard to... Uh, Hard to put that one down. The favorite thing that I've had. Well, I see the two best moments that I've been able to observe uh, at sporting events weren't by the people on the field. It was when uh, Muhammad Ali lit the torch in Atlanta for the 1996 Olympics and when President Bush came and threw out the first pitch uh, at the World Series uh, a couple of weeks after September 11th and the tragedy with the terrorist attacks. So those were two great moments. Yeah, those are obviously great moments. Thank you so much for doing the interview. All right, Lane. Good luck to you. Thank you. Schoolyard Sports. <laughs> All right, Schoolyard Sports fans, back here at the Pump event with, of course, boxing legend, sports casting legend, Michael Buffer. Thanks for doing this. Good to be here. Good to see you. Thank you so much for doing this. So, first question I got for you right here was, what do you think of the current state of boxing? Obviously, you're a boxing legend, just the way you've been around that sport for so many years. What do you think the current state of it is? I think boxing is, is in a great place. It, it Right now, uh, it's... We need a few more stars, and you know, people don't, you know, we don't have that Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali superstar right now. We got Bud Crawford. Now more people know about Bud since his last fight than the way it should be. Um, there's just a lot of great fighters there. Tyson Fury is always going to bring him in. Uh, Anthony Joshua. I'm leaving for Poland next week. We have Usyk versus Dubois for what basically is the unified heavyweight title with three of the major belts. And um, I think they'll have about 50,000 people in the stadium in Poland. Uh, I think boxing's doing better than ever. That's great. Close out, can you give us a Let's Get Ready to Rumble? 
Well, well, let's get ready for schoolyard sports. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. Thanks. Good to see you again. All right, sports fans, we got Sugar Ray Leonard in the house right here for a quick interview. Sugar Ray, thanks for doing it. Oh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, I'm getting old. My birthday comes every month. So uh, how old are you, madam? I'm 15. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you obviously had an amazing career. What was your favorite fight from your career? In my career? Oh, wow. I mean, there's been a, quite a few of them. But naturally, Tommy Hearns, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Roberto Duran. Mm -hmm. The ones that come to mind when people ask me that question. Yeah, those are obviously great fights. So... You're a legend of the boxing game. What do you think, current boxer right now, who is the, your favorite fighter watch in the boxing world? Well, you know, I'm very sensitive towards saying that, especially publicly. Uh, you know what? There's so much talent out there. I'm so proud of each and every one of you guys, and uh, just go for it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back with Carlos Boozer over at the Plum Thing. Thank you for doing this one. No, my pleasure. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. So... Both my brothers go to Duke. I know you went to Duke. Yeah. Is Duke somewhere you want to see your two kids end up at? I want them to go wherever's going to be best for them. You know, when I picked Duke back in 1999, it was the best choice for me with Coach K. And uh, they got to make the best choice for them. That's great. You know, obviously, they're two of the top recruits in the country. So, yeah, that's definitely great. Last question I got for you right here. What do you think of kind of the current situation in the NBA? Players like in request trades, say James Harden. I guess players having more power. Are you for that or against it? No, I'm glad players that have power, but I'd also like to see players stay with the team and, and build that team, build around them. I hate seeing the guys move around so much. I like to see guys, like back in the day, see, where guys would be on the same team for, you know, 10, 15 years. I miss those days. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure, man. Appreciate it. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with Texas head coach Rodney Terry. You know, Coach Terry and I go way back, so great to have you back. We do. It's awesome to be back. Absolutely. All right, so obviously your team, Texas Longhorns, had one of the best years they've had in a while. So tell me why this year Texas is the best team in the country. Well, again, I think we're still going to be older. We've got three starters back from last year's team. Got our top leader back in Brock Cunningham. So um, I, I expect us to be good. I mean, we got a good team, good nucleus of guys. What was that experience like, you know, being in the SLB tournament for your alma mater? How great was that? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, you know, again, we had a great team last year, had incredible team chemistry, uh, and we had a great run. It was a great journey. All right, last one I got for you right here. When you got that Texas job, was that the greatest feeling you've ever had? Well, it's a dream come true. I mean, it's a dream job. I'm a Texas guy through and through, have an opportunity to be at the flagship program of the state. And, uh, you know, the next thing we got to do is we got to try to win a national championship. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Hey, can we get one more question? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right, yeah. one more thing. So, new direction in college basketball, new direction in college sports. You guys are moving to the SEC. Is that a move you're excited for? Or excited for the game of college sports, NIL? Well, we're super excited about the move. I mean, we got one more year in the Big 12, which we'll be excited about. Uh, again, think it'll be the best conference in college basketball. Yeah, new teams like Houston. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we got 14 teams, but we'll be super excited about, about the opportunity to head into the SEC the following year. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Coach Terry. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with NBA, former NBA player Kane Martin. Thanks for doing this. No problem, homie. All right, so obviously you were in the NBA for a long time. Now seeing your son, KJ, in the NBA, how great of an experience is that? You know, that's the best thing ever, man, seeing your child live out his, his childhood dreams. I'm saying you can't ask for anything better. That's great. Last thing I got for you right here. Uh, obviously, you play for the Nuggets most of your career. Seeing them win the NBA championship, what does that feel like? Oh, that's great, man. Um, long time coming for the organization, man. It's a wonderful thing. Let's see for the organization. Thank you. 
All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with tennis icon, tennis legend, John Macro. Thank you for doing the interview. Thank you for having me. So I'm a young tennis player. I've been playing for a few years. Obviously, you're the legend of the sport. What do you think it takes to be so great in tennis? Well, I think it takes, you know, loving what you do and, you know, learning, uh, knowing that it takes a while and it's a process and, you know, you want to sort of get better as you get older and, you know, not do too much too early, but uh, you, you got to learn from your mistakes. All right. We got US Open coming up. Who is your pick or who is your kind of maybe dark horse to win the U.S. Open this year? You know, my pick would be Alcaraz or Djokovic, but, you know, it's hard to see at the moment someone else besides them winning it, but uh, maybe it'd be good for the game if someone else came along. Is Alcaraz someone you see who can be the next legend of the sport? I think he's, you know, he's unbelievable talent, seems like a great kid, so I'm hopeful he stays healthy. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. All right, Squirrel Sports, fan, Squirrel Sports fans, back in the house. A little Dirk, great to be here. Thank you. How you feeling? How you feeling? I'm great. How about you? I'm feeling good, huh? All right, so who's your favorite artist to work with? You've obviously collabed with so many artists over the year, uh -huh. years. Who's your favorite artist to work with? Oh, my favorite artist to work with was King Vaughn. Ah, right, yeah, that's great, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's great right there. I know you just sold out your home, Chicago, past two nights, so how's yeah, that yeah. feel? Man, I feel great. Now I'm saying I feel like Mike. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, little Dirk. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with Drew Brees. Drew, thank you for doing the interview. No problem. All right, so obviously you're one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks, NFL players of all time. Who's your favorite guy to watch in the NFL right now? Uh, that's tough. Uh, I like a lot of these guys. Well, let's just start. We're, we're in L.A., right? So we got the L.A. Chargers here with Justin Herbert and this whole division now. So, you know, got, got Mahomes, got Russell in this division. Um, Man, this is as, as good a quarterback division as there is in football. Yeah, you know, that's a great topic right there. Your former head coach, Sean Payne, with the Broncos now. What are you looking forward to watching with them this year? Yeah, I'm excited for Sean. I think he's going to do a great job. Um, interested to see what the offense looks like, how it progresses. Um, you know, he's got a lot of talent on that team. Um, I'm excited for the opportunity Russell has with him as well. I think defensively they're going to be pretty strong. So. Don't make a run at it. Perfect. Last thing I got for you right here. Do you have a Super Bowl prediction to give to us? No, not yet. Too early. Okay. Yeah, any top contenders you're thinking? Well, you got to think the Chiefs are going to be in the mix, right? Of course. I think everybody hopes for another AFC Championship matchup between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Um, I'm interested to see what the Dolphins do this year. I think they're going to be a strong contender. Um, and we'll see in the NFC, on the NFC side. There's... A lot of new faces over there. Yeah, even the Saints. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Drew. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with Ric Flair with the Pump Dinner. Thank you for doing the interview. Thank you. So I know you got Michigan ties. Michigan's my favorite college program of all time. How deep is your hatred for Ohio State run? I don't hate them. I just can't stand them uh, compared to Ohio. Hey, guy. you know what? I don't like the Buckeyes, period. I hate the Buckeyes. How about Woody Hayes? Yeah. There you go. It started, it started there. Never right, Meyer made it even worse. Yeah, we hit Ohio State. Can I get a quick uh, Ric Flair woo? Woo! Perfect, thank you. All right, I don't care. You're going. You yeah, of course, of course. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with one of the greatest athletes, Olympic champion, Michael Phelps. Thank you for doing the interview. For sure, for sure. So I know we both have, I know you love Michigan, I love Michigan, both my parents went there. So what is your, how, what does Michigan mean to you, football program, just everything around it? Well, I have a Michigan M tattoo on my left hip. Um, can't look up the photo. You see it on my hip when I was swimming. Uh, I bleed maize and blue. So um, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty exciting time. Look, uh, football looks great. Basketball is looking incredible. Um, soccer looks great. Field hockey is amazing. Hockey's always so good. 
Um, there are so many amazing sports that we have up there. So just being able to get, I don't know, get some excitement up there is pretty fun. Yeah, definitely. What does it take to be an Olympic champion, Olympic athlete like you did? Uh, there's no secret to success. Um, it's repetition. Repetition is the highest form of excellence. Uh, the more you do things that you love, the better you get at them. That's it. I agree. Quick end it with a quick go blue. Go blue. Go blue. All right, Squirt Sports fans, back here with obviously legendary offensive lineman and Super Bowl champion Andrew Whitworth. Thank you for doing it. I appreciate it, man. Glad to be here. Of course. So when you won your Super Bowl your last year, what do you think it takes for a team to win a Super Bowl just as a collective? I mean, obviously, there's there's a talent that has to be had. You have to be able to endure the season. I mean, there's always, you look over the Super Bowl champions, there's injuries, there's maybe little lulls in their year. They found a way to kind of bounce back, find who they were, and make that that run where you get hot and you're, and you're really playing your best football leading into the Super Bowl. And I think that happened for us and many teams before us. This past year is different a little bit with the Eagles and the Chiefs both on fire. Yeah. It was just whoever had the ball last. But uh, it, it takes a lot. And, you know, Really, the ability to overcome adversity and remember who you are through all that uh, is probably one of the most important. Who do you think is going to win a Super Bowl this year? Do you have a Super Bowl pick yet? I don't know if I have a Super Bowl pick yet. There's a couple teams I want to see. Like the Eagles, obviously, are really special and talented. But I want to see how these young defensive players play because it's not about them having the talent and the ability. It's can they put 17 games together and throughout the year overcome injuries and all that. And the NFL, what you have to remember is injuries are a massive factor. And so one of these teams is going to have to have some, and it's going to hope that it's not guys who are significant to whether they can make it. But I could see a Chiefs-Eagles rematch as being a possibility. But uh, you know what? I think there's a couple teams out there that might have a little something to say about that. All right, perfect. I got one last question for you. You obviously protected for a lot of quarterbacks over your career. Is there one guy that you wish you got to be a teammate with to protect for him? Oh, man, that would be a hard one, just one. There's a lot of special quarterbacks in the time that I played. Um, you know, I think, you know, here currently of an Aaron Rodgers or even Tom just retiring. But even earlier in my career, I mean, Peyton Manning, uh, Drew Brees, you know, Phillip Rivers. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. You know, some of that experience comes, you go play in the Pro Bowl, you get a chance to kind of play with them, and you're like, man, this would be a lot of fun to get to play with some of these guys. And so uh, those guys are no different. When I've gotten to play with them in Pro Bowls, it's been like, man, I, it would be fun to have this guy as my quarterback all the time. Perfect. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, Squirt Sports fans, we're back here with Coach Byron Scott. Thank you for doing it. Oh, my pleasure. Appreciate it. So when you look at the NBA or just the basketball world right now, what do you think has changed most over the years? <laughs> well, pretty much everything. Yeah. You know, if you look at the last 15, 20 years, the game has uh, changed dramatically. You yeah. know, uh, when I was in the lead, it was all about getting the ball inside and then playing from the inside out. And now it's about outside in. You know? So the three-point um, game now is a weapon where it was not used as a weapon back in the day. So the entire game has changed. But you gotta, you know, you gotta love the athleticism and the uh, the ability of a lot of these guys and what they're able to do. So when you see a guy like James Harden or Quest Trey for whatever it seems like, how many times he's done it? What do you think of someone hopping teams whenever something goes wrong? Not a big fan of that, obviously. I mean, I, I like guys to um, not necessarily stay in one place, but wherever you are, try to make the best of the situation and try to win there and try to win championships there. Uh, if you look back in the days, Magic and Bird and Jordan and those guys, they never jumped ship to try to form a superpower to win championships. They wanted to beat each other. So uh, the competition back then was probably a little bit you know, stiffer, and I think those guys took it a little bit more as when they were with an organization, they gave their, their, their blood their blood, sweat, and tears for that organization. Those are wise words. Appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. 
Alright, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with Brock Osweiler, obviously playing the NFL for many years, quarterback at Arizona State. Thank you for doing this interview. So when you played with a guy like Peyton Manning for so many years, kind of splitting that quarterback role with him, how great was that, learning under him and just playing with him? It was amazing. It's, uh, you know, to, to go from watching a guy as you're growing up. I remember I went to the Pro Bowl when I was in eighth grade with my family and I bought his jersey. And then fast forward a couple years later and you're in the same locker room, you're in the same meeting room. Um, you know, it was very surreal. But as far as my time and my experience with Peyton, um, it was unbelievable. You know, he taught me how to be a pro. And and it wasn't something necessarily that he said. It was I had the fortunate opportunity to be able to watch him go to work every single day for four years and really learn what being a pro is all about. Um, I learned so much about studying, preparing. Um, and that time, um, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. So you think of the quarterback position just as general. Do you believe it's the hardest position to play in sports? <laughs> well, biasly, yes, I, I think. Uh, but but in all seriousness, you know, obviously I haven't played every other position in professional sports. But when you think about what a quarterback has to do in less than usually two and a half seconds, um, and then even prior to that, that's just once once the ball snapped. Before the ball snap, there's getting the play called and all the things that you need to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little biased, but I'm going to say it's definitely the most difficult uh, position in professional sports. Perfect. I got one last question for you. Who's your favorite guy to watch right now quarterback-wise in the NFL? Oh, wow. There's some really good quarterbacks out there right now. There, there's there's some really, really good quarterbacks. Um, boy, um, my favorite quarterback in the league right now to watch you know what, Josh Allen's a ton of fun. You know, you never know what he's going to do. He, he lays his body on the line every single weekend. Um, Joe Burrow, I think what he does and the swagger and the confidence and then backing it up on the field, uh, that's a ton of fun to watch. But I would just say this, the, the National Football League is is in a great place right now with quarterbacks, and, and it's, uh, it's a really good product. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with Dexter Fowler. So, Dexter, obviously, when you play in the World Series with the Cubs, you hit that leadoff World Series homer. How great was that? Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome, and especially to break the curse 100, 108 years, and, 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 and it started off like that. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So when you see a guy like David Ross, the manager of the Cubs now, is that just like kind of surreal to see? No, it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see. I, we always knew, I mean, even being in a clubhouse with him, it, it was, uh, we always knew he, he, he was destined for greatness. One last thing, is hitting a baseball the hardest thing to do in sports? I think so. I mean, we have this we we have this debate a lot with a, with a lot of other athletes, and uh, I think baseball's, baseball's it. I think I'd have to agree with that one. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here, legendary NFL player Michael Irvin. Thank you for doing this. What's up, buddy? How you guys doing? I'm good. How about you? Is this the year for the Cowboys? This is the year. Okay. I mean, you know, Let's hear why. Let, let me tell you why. A lot of years we've had... Great talent, great talent. But but in our game, since it's hand-to-hand and man-to-man skill comeback, it's hand-to-hand, man-to-man comeback, you, you can't just work on your skill. You also got to have a tantamount amount equal to or a deeper will. And now we got the players. You got the Gilmores and the Diggs and the Parsons and, and, and the Lawrence's on defense. You're seeing the fights and everything in practice right now. That's the defense saying, no, 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 we're not having it. A lot of people are taking it as a bad thing. I never see fighting in camp as a bad thing. It means both sides are standing their side, and we want to see that all year long. And we want accountability, one with the other, all year long. If I see an offense walking on the football field, 
without looking and communicating to the defense as they come off the football field or vice versa, then we're not winning. But what I see right now when I'm looking at him in camp and I'm watching him, I see good things. I see good things. And that's exactly what Dion said. He said he likes the fights he's having over in Colorado right. in camp right now. All right, one last right, question. Right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Going, I'm going to see Dion next week. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. I want to see the kind of fights he having. Because See, he knows. <laughs> yeah. Dion knows because that's what we went through in practice. Yeah. I mean, practice is... Practices, those are the hard days. That Sunday, that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, practice, those are hard days. Sunday game day, man, I'm finna whoop your ass. That's the easy day. That's what Dion's teaching them in Colorado. Right now, all these weekdays, practicing is a hard day. When we step on game day, we gonna whoop that butt. Dion, I'll be there next week to make sure I tell your team just that. All right, one last thing. You picked Kirk Cousins as your MVP last year. Who's your MVP pick this year? Listen, I, I hadn't gotten to a pick last year, this year, because I hadn't, really, I just hadn't done the homework because I hadn't been working at all, but that's okay. <laughs> but honestly, that, that has merit last year mm-hmm. when I picked Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins and was in the season. race. He was in the race. He yeah. was in the race. I picked Kirk Cousins because I knew the kind of season Justin Jefferson would have. And if Justin Jefferson's going to have that season, somebody's going to have to be throwing him the ball. We usually give it to the MVP. So I was right even when I was wrong because Justin Jefferson did lead the league and got off as a player of the year. You know, Kirk just go through a few too many to the other team or he would have got MVP. But I, I, I don't have one for you just yet. Okay, I appreciate it. That was great, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, Square Sports fans, back here at Taco Fall. Taco, an interview with you last year, you know, I was a little bit shorter, getting a little bit taller. Not quite to you yet, but uh, yeah, who, that's kind of funny. Who's the greatest NBA player in your eyes? Right now, of all time. Well, for me, it's hard to pick, like, an all-time player. Obviously, you can't argue about Michael Jordan because he, you know, transcended sports. But I like to talk about uh, greatest of like an era. Like Michael Jordan was the greatest of his era. Our era, I think, is LeBron. So that's just how I see it. Of course, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, school sports fans, that's about it for Pump Dare 2023. Thank you for tuning in. Now, take of the week. And this take of the week has me a little bit bittersweet because this is the last take of the week until the end of football season because, as you know, in the NFL season, we do Squared Sports Game Day where I pick the top NFL games for that week. So, uh, yeah, that's going to replace Take of the Week. Been doing that since about episode two of Squared Sports, Squared Sports Game Day. So, Gary, for that, coming up just a few weeks. But, yeah, Take of the Week ending very, very soon. But this week's Take of the Week, let's make it count. It's about the new Netflix documentary called Swamp Kings about the Urban Meyer era at Florida. This is what it means to be a college football program. And I watched all four episodes because I wanted to talk about it on today's episode. And boy, it did not disappoint. There were some issues in there that I did not like. They didn't really talk too much about the off-the-field things that happened in that Florida program during that time. They didn't talk about, obviously, the Pouncey brothers, Aaron Hernandez, Zach Smith, Urban Meyer they could have talked about a little more, even though Urban Meyer was probably the main part of this whole entire Netflix show, Netflix documentary, the four episodes. Tim Tebow is an integral part of it. You could have seen guys, though, like Chris Leak, who won that championship. He didn't get interviewed, but still... Really, really good documentary, and it shows how to be a college football program. I don't think there is a college football program in today's game that plays like that 2006, 2008, Florida football team. 2009 was a good team, but they didn't play as hard as 2006, 2008 teams. Those two teams, 2006 and 2008, those are what represents to be an amazing college football program. There is not a single program this year that I see is like that. Maybe the coaching isn't there. I love my Michigan Wolverines. They might win the national championship. I don't know if I see those midnight workouts in them. 
I don't know if I've seen that in any college football program. I don't know if I've seen that in any college football program in the past few years. Maybe not even Georgia, 2021, 2022. Certainly not this year's Georgia. So that's my take of the week. Urban Meyer built up such a great program at Florida where it took him out of coaching. Brought him back into coaching and then took him out of it again. Brought him back into it again. And then eventually, he's done with football now after a stint with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But it shows that Urban Meyer did what he had to do to win that championships, whether it was the price or whether it wasn't. Urban Meyer did what he had to do. Florida did what they have to do. The Gators ended up two-time half champions. And that's about Take of the Week this week. Leave thoughts and comments. Go watch Swamp Kings. Now, did you know, this week's day now, it's a great one. Did you know the team with the most home runs ever in MLB season as a team is the 2019 Minnesota Twins? That's crazy to me. team with the most home runs ever in MLB season is the Minnesota Twins in 2019 with 307 home runs. Didn't know that? Leave it down in the comment section. That's powerful. Didn't know this week. Now, my spotlight for the week is a bit of spotlight before. Most recently, I would say about three, two weeks ago, when he requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. Now he is going to get traded from the Indianapolis Colts. It's everybody's favorite or least favorite running back, Jonathan Taylor. He might be your favorite for fantasy, or he might be your least favorite because, you know, you have some great times with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor and I have had an uphill road in our careers against each other, I would say. 2017, rips my heart out by being in Michigan in 2017. Really the only reason was Clemson won that game. 2019, rips my heart out again by having a career game against Michigan. Then, his second year in the NFL, I decide to trade for him at Fantasy. He's having a luckluster season. He gets me 50 points his first game. 50 points again the next game. And then he goes on to have an Offense Player of the Year MVP-like season. So thank you for that, John Taylor. But last season, John Taylor didn't do too much. And now he's in the market because he requested a trade. This is tough for the Indianapolis Colts because they couldn't figure something out. Just give him the contract. Andy Richardson, John Taylor, that could have been a great tandem, great duo. And I don't really have a running back to go with. Andy Richardson. But for any other NFL team, I would pounce on John Taylor. If I'm the Dolphins, you can get Tua. John Taylor, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, all in the same offense. It's a home run. That's a grand slam, if you ask me. So do that right there. That's four elite weapons on offense. Tua, Waddle, Hill, and John Taylor. Why not? A few other teams that go after John Taylor, Philadelphia Eagles. That's always kind of an option thrown out there, in my opinion. Maybe even a team like Los Angeles Rams. They don't really have that running back situation down right now. Kyron Williams, not so much. Cam Akers, eh. What about John Taylor? What if you get back to that Super Bowl caliber team by getting a guy like John Taylor? So for John Taylor, and for all these NFL teams, John Taylor is an elite running back still. Go after him. If I'm the Eagles, if I'm any of these other teams, go after John Taylor. Like I said, the Rams, you want to be a Super Bowl caliber team again? Go after a guy like Jonathan Taylor. That's about it for my spotlight this week on Colts running back. Soon to be different team running back. John Taylor, that's about it for that. Now, college football showcase. Sorry, buddy. The greatest sport on earth returns on Saturday. And I am so excited to see the greatest sport in the world back in action yet again. Navy versus Notre Dame will kick off our season in Ireland. No, obviously that's not where I want to see our season being kicked off. It could be fun to see it more in America, where football is more popular. But still, season getting kicked off in Ireland. We saw a Nebraska-Northwestern game there last year. And now we're seeing Navy versus Notre Dame over there. We're getting USC versus San Jose State at night. And then a few lower-level games throughout the day. So yeah, very exciting day college football. Week zero. And then you already know, next Thursday, 
episode 134. When that comes out, we will have our full entire college ball preview. Talk of playoff picks, top 25, national champion, all of that. But right now, I want to give you my Heisman prediction. And the reason why I'm giving you my Heisman prediction today and not next week's episode is because the guy who's going to win the Heisman is playing on Saturday night. And he goes by the name of Caleb Williams, everybody. Superman. That's what they call Tim Tebow. And that's what Caleb Williams is going to be. He's going to be the second player to ever win the Heisman twice in their career. Archie Griffin did it at Ohio State as a running back. Caleb Williams is going to do it as a quarterback at USC. I put out a post on the Squared Sports Instagram the other day about it. How he might be the second player ever, be a part of history, make history, being the second player to ever win a Heisman twice in their career. So go follow that at Squared Sports Instagram, posting daily content there every single day since October. So yeah, Caleb Williams, could he win the Heisman yet again? I think so. That's part of the College Ball Showcase this week. Still a few other things going on in College Ball world right now. Alabama and Ohio State still don't have a starting quarterback. Not what you want to see of a team that could potentially be a national champion winner. That's Ohio State, and that's Alabama for you. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, at the buzzer this week's at the buzzer, it's about the Los Angeles Angels and their historic mistake. They didn't trade Shohei Otani to trade deadline, and they went big. They got a guy by the name of Lucas Giolito. Eh, kind of dates back to last season, in my opinion. It's not just on Lucas Giolito. I know I kind of dragged down him right there. It's other guys that they went after. It's not really panning out for you right now. Randall Grichik, not really going to work out for you right there with the Los Angeles Angels. They went, kind of, they tried to go big, but there weren't any big names to go after. If you get a guy like Pete Alonso, then that's a big deal for you right there. Because you got Otani, Pete Alonso, Mike Trout. That's a big deal. That's going big. What their mistake was that they had a fire sale last season. They got good of a good guy in Brandon Marsh, who's tearing it up for the Phillies right now. Had a great postseason run last year. Could have worked well in this Angels lineup. Another guy who is one of the best shutdown closers in the MLB, Rizal Iglesias, and now you're struggling to close that game. Lost to the Angels. If you had Iglesias, then maybe it wouldn't be so tough to close that game. Otani, he's going to leave you in the offseason, in my opinion. Mike Trout. Is always hurt now, it seems like, after he started out his career eight straight years, no IL stints. Now, every season since, he's been hurt for about a month. So he's missing games. Otani playing great, but nobody else around him. They're trying new experiments. They're calling up a guy by the name of Nolan Shawnell, who was their first round pick this year out of Florida Atlantic. They picked him 60 days ago, and they're doing the Mike Trout experience because, oh, we picked Mike Trout out of high school. Let's put him directly in the majors. Let's try that with this guy because that's the last time we saw a hater go from high school to the majors, and obviously Mike Trout's great. Let's try it with this guy and see if he can do the same thing. College to the majors, no minor leagues, nothing like that. Let's see if he can produce that same result. It's a bold move. It's not going to pay off. It's tough for the player. It's tough for the organization. Kind of your losses. Los Angeles Angels, disgusted by their historic mistake. Leave thoughts in comments. That's about for the buzz this week. Now, the best last question of the day, six question is, it's about football, everybody. It's football season. So to close out episode 133, I got a question for you. Who is the best coach in football? Is it Nick Saban? Is it Bill Belichick? Is it maybe a guy like Lincoln Riley? Maybe a younger guy like Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan? Who is the best coach in football? Leave your thoughts on that in the comments. That's about for Christian Day this week. That's about for Squirrel Sports with Lane Frank, episode 133. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirrel Sports on Instagram at Squirrel Sports for awesome daily sports news content and updates. Follow Squirrel Sports on Twitter at Squirrel Sports for more debate content and updates. Follow Squirrel Sports on TikTok at Squirrel Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 134. Stay tuned.